Hi guys, this is Mike Sass from Gen Con 2016. I'm an artist for Hearthstone, Bioware, and Magic, and you're listening to Seven Land Hand. It's Seven Land Hand! Woohoo! Brought to you by Good Games. Are we there yet? Takedo or not Takedo? That is the question. We're on the EC Road, and I always thought they were called canals. Are we there yet? Takedo is the name of the road that connects Kyoto to Edo. The speed limit is walking. And are we there yet? It's a game that promises a zen-like experience. As a philosopher once said, zen, boring until it isn't. <laughs> yes, we're there. This is Seven Land Hand. Takedo is a set collection walking, yes, walking game from Passport Game Studios or Funforge. Uh, it was designed by prolific mathematical madman Antoine Bowser in 2012 before Xavier Duran added all the delightful artwork. It's a game for two to five players with 45 minutes of walking in their meeples. It has a one in a thing, but it did receive a few nominations from the Golden Geek Awards and some of the other ones that you don't want me to try and pronounce. The game's elevator pitch reads as follows. In Takedo, each player is a traveller crossing the East Sea Road, one of the most magnificent roads of Japan. While travelling, you will meet people, taste fine meals, collect beautiful items, discover great panoramas, and visit temples and wild places. But at the end of the day, and they're not going to use full stops, are they? When everyone has arrived at the end of the road, you'll, you'll have to be the most initiated traveller, which means that you'll have to be one who... My God, people, where's the punctuation? <laughs> which means that you'll have to be one of one who discovered the most interesting and varied things. Oh, there it is. Through a unique Zen mood, Takedo is a strategic game while being extraordinarily peaceful and easy to learn. It is everything I hate about self-help aisles and dimmicks. <laughs> I added that. Fair bit. enough. <laughs> one disclaimer before we proceed, Antoine Bowser isn't actually a madman. However, after he coughed up his little book of calm, he designed the yet-to-be-published game Nuclear Bomb Chainsaw Dice. We're all looking forward to that one. But what does it all mean to gamers? Sitting cross-legged and waiting to breathe for the first time in three days, I have Matt Misashiro Mikhail. You humble me with your... Soupy introductions. Names. Very calm of you, Matt. And because there's no Japanese food in Takata being with J or L, I went with... <laughs> Fuck you, Jamie Lawrence. Mm, it's true. <laughs> Many parts of me are poisonous if not prepared properly. <laughs> Good comeback. Uh, I feel compelled to ask what qualities of nothing you've enjoyed the most this month. But instead of Zen talk, geek talk. What's been happening? Well, I'm going to go first this week. No. And The Defenders on Netflix. Is it, it's uh, out, is it? It's it is. Happening. It is out. It's like I've been out, watched it, finished it. Uh, oh, okay. Done in about three days in my case. So it's a season thing. One se first season, first season. Mm. Yeah. Well, uh, actually, yeah, yes, definitely, it's a first season because uh, it was left on a cliffhanger. Because uh, after the word season, it says one. <laughs> uh, at the top well, of no, the that's not true because there are some seasons <laughs> right. where it's just like a, a a one, you know, like a four episode miniseries. Yet they still call it season. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, but in this case, yes, it'll be continued. I'm sure of it. Uh, I really enjoyed it, Jamie. You brought it up last time we talked, and. Uh, as, as it was getting ready to come out. Mm -hmm. And for the Defenders, for anyone who's yeah, unaware... Look, I, don't, I don't know anything about it. <laughs> it's the continuing saga, or rather the uh, conjoining saga, of uh, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and uh, Daredevil. 
into one big plot storyline. Okay, I'm three quarters in on that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I haven't seen... Iron, it's Iron Fist, isn't it? Yeah, the one I'd, that everyone seemed to agree that you can go dismiss. without watching. Yeah, I However, just didn't, so have, didn't appeal. Interesting, interesting stats that Netflix released today. Mm-hmm. Um, the most watched of all of those shows is Iron Fist. Really? Um, yes, which is, which is quite trippy. Wow. But that said, they've got some interesting stats about which ones people watch in con- conjunction. So yeah. if you watch, mo- most people watch Jessica Jones first who have watched Defenders. Yeah. Well, that, it came out first. So, yeah, right? That makes well, no, sense. Daredevil well, no, Daredevil. Yeah. Daredevil's been out a lot um, longer. Did it? Oh, okay. Yeah. And most people who watch Jessica Jones then go on to watch Daredevil. Right. But most people who watch Luke Cage first, which is a significant number, mm-hmm. go on to watch Iron Fist and don't watch Daredevil or Jessica Jones. Right. When you put in context like that, like Luke Cage and Iron Fist are very kind of blokey blokey type of things, aren't they? Very manly yeah. ones. Where they're very fighty. They're not so much well, on the investigation. Yeah, but they're not so much on the investigation. He's softer. He's softer, isn't he? Daredevil. He's he like the Punisher when he rocks up in Daredevil is the the alpha <laughs> male. Daredevil's just kind of like a you know the uh, the charming guy that, that Daredevil's a bit more cerebral in yeah. some ways. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Luke, um, Luke Cage definitely had statements to make, but but Daredevil was this philosophical edge to it that I like. Hmm. The thing is, you cannot go into Defenders, I feel, without having watched, know anything about Iron Fist because the, the story really does revolve around him and, and why he's so special. Uh, so, so they've they've really got. A, is it his bus mat? <laughs> it's his he's uh, he's incredibly fake looking chest tattoo. Oh, okay, that um that, that gets people in. Does, no. Is he eating a lot of chewies? Do you think he just gets it out of chewing gets <laughs> and slaps it straight on before each show? Yeah, it's a temporary tattoo yeah. that, that his mum applies. Yeah. Um. Oh, hang on, she's dead. Uh, oh, <laughs> damn. No, it's Don't um, say that to his face. God, so <laughs> so insensitive. Yeah, he'll get upset. He, he's definitely the. T- he's actually he's a crybaby. Is he? He really is a crybaby. A boy uh, has an iron fist. <laughs> uh, isn't that it's always really the way? What, the, what they've done with that character? Because in the comics, Iron Fist is very very zen and at peace with himself, and oh, not the at all like yeah. he's depicted in this in this show. No, he seems to be very much at odds with his. Uh, with his with fist. himself, yeah, oh, his just... purpose. He's at odds with his purpose, his role within the um, within uh, Kunlun, where they where they he hails from. Uh, well, actually, no, he hails from New York, but anyway. But he is the defender. Of but he's the defender yeah. of Kunlun. Uh, so there are lots of complicated characters in the background who actually, I think, help really push this story along. We talked about Rosario Dawson being Claire. And how she's an integral character. Without, I think, without her, this show or this, oh, this group of shows, nurse. yeah, the nurse, yeah, she's really the nurse. falls apart. Yeah, uh, because she's such a a great background character that that really is a foreground character hmm. in her own right. But you can't best, see best her ever getting background character. Yeah, she would get her own episodes. I could imagine from time to time within the series. But you would, I don't expect you would ever see a. Uh, a whole show series devoted well, when, when to When I've her. seen her, she's like the prop. She's the, the sounding board for all of the characters to go, oh, yeah. I'm so unhappy with my superpowers and like having to run around beating up people and saving everybody. And she's got the arm across her shoulder and going, you'll be all right. I'll patch up that cut because I'm a nurse. So that gives me some purpose. And that's why you're here talking to me. And then you can go back out there and do it again. I believe in you. You believe in me? Okay, I'll go back there and do it. And she just keeps popping up in all these yeah. different things and doing that. 
So yeah. that, that's that's her that's her purpose. You don't want a, a just a series of that. However, she does do it really well. She's she's great. Yeah, Madame Gao is another one who turns up in all of the series. Oh, is she uh, the angry Asian one? That's yeah, in yeah, the Daredevil, right? Yes, yeah, and she's also in Iron Fist. Okay. Uh, so when I said all the series, I did, wasn't that wasn't quite true, but she is very she plays very different characters in all three, and and it seems that in it is the same Defenders, it's the same her. character absolutely, oh, okay. but in the Defenders, she seems to be very much a, a weaker version of herself. She was quite a in Iron Fist, she was quite a, a no nonsense, uh, tough um, personality, but she seemed to in Defenders, I felt really took a bit of a back seat there and, and uh, really almost seemed uh, uncharacteristically vulnerable. Vulnerable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, but anyway, I finished it. Um, I'm happy I did. Okay. Uh, I didn't even know it was out. So I'll, I'll give that a run. I'll, I'm, I'm still deep in the community. I've got, I've only got a few episodes left. Yeah, it's been out about six. just over a week. I oh, think. okay. All right. So not all that long. But uh, the other thing, uh, welcome to Night Vale. I'm 50 episodes deep into that and I'm really, really enjoying it. It's actually, uh, I will listen to five episodes. You know, they're about 20 20 minutes each. I'll listen to five episodes easily back to back without breaking a sweat. Mm. And uh, I find it to be a really engaging, engrossing story. (laughs) <laughs> that I'm really enjoying. So, and that, I wasn't expecting to, but does, I'm, I'm really you, happy. Do you find it follows on, doesn't it? It, goes, it does, yeah. It's a continuing right. story. That's why I tried to yeah. listen to it. I, I wasn't getting that, so I, I sort of bailed. But I every, think it gets better. I, every time I read reviews on it, they were going, oh, this continuing story is great. And it just seemed to be just like a, a news report of just random unconnected events. And I was like, mm. well, where's the story? And I couldn't engage. I don't know if I was not listening to it hard enough or... You know, sometimes you've got to go in there with concentration level eight and you, yeah. and you give it a three and you go, that's nah, garbage. But in, yeah. you actually want an eight, but you just aren't prepared to It's kind of anything. funny, but I, I often find myself thinking that it, it's, it's almost like poetry. And I, I'm not a big poetry person. However, I do find... You're, you're that, just a big person. I do find that, uh, well, that, that I'm enjoying it because yeah. it does sound like something... Poetic, you know. Uh, okay, I don't know. It's it's kind of crazy. I urge you check it out. Give it a chance. Fast, get fast through a about couple episode. Of, yeah, fast get, forward a couple of episodes. Seven line hand. There'll be a Matt reads poetry <laughs> segment. Yeah, it's mm. our new segment. Mm. And the last thing it's I've been doing. <laughs> oh no. The last thing I've been doing is bolt action. Uh, I've been. I received a band of brothers box starter box set, mm. and I've been putting that together. To uh, so miniatures back into putting them together and uh, looking Hansen. forward to getting them painting, painted. Hanson. Hanson is a band of brothers. There you go. That's true. I'm waiting for There's my Hanson miniatures to rock up so I can paint them. <laughs> That's all I know about Bolt Action. <laughs> it's the Hanson set. Uh, it's it's set. based on the uh, that miniseries, the HBO World miniseries, the HBO <laughs> miniseries Band of Brothers. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. World War Two was just this totally made up thing. Yeah, uh, no, no. Um, which was uh, I don't know on several years ago, and they've brought out a box set where you've got uh, the fight, fighting one hundred first parachute regiment and mm. uh, fighting uh, the Germans in German. that sort of scenario uh, post. Pre post D Day sort of scenario, and uh, yeah, so I'm I'm building those, and I can't wait to get them to the table. It's uh, plans that I've made for the holidays coming up. Right. So yeah, that's pretty cool. exciting. That's my week in geek. Hmm. Well, Jamie, Jamie, my week in geek has been um, 
pretty epic. I've been living the jet-setting playboy life, going to uh, American conventions and uh, and exploring all that the gaming industry has to offer for the year, um, as I flew off to Gen Con last week. Um, all the way to Indianapolis. There's a zillion things I could talk about from Gen Con, because it was pretty amazing. But um, the, the best ones, by far, yep. were seeing Legend of the Five Rings come back um, and sell out and be decorated all over the con and everyone wanting it. Yeah. Uh, there was this beautiful new game called Photosynthesis, where you are planting trees in a forest uh, and... If your trees are taller than others, then they block light, and other players can't get light points to spend on growing their trees. And um, so it's all this sort of Euro-style blocking, and really, really clever and intricate and beautiful. Uh, and um, I don't know anything the... about that one. Big pun. I don't know anything about that one. Yeah, well, it, it's, it just came out, and yeah. it got ridiculously big hype at Gen Con. Everyone loved it, uh, and. Um, a really, really cool little game uh, called Custom Heroes uh, from AEG, which takes the card crafting mechanic from Mystic Vale, but puts it into a trick-taking game, so you can actually change the numbers on your cards to play better cards. Oh, okay. So not just That's abilities. Super fun, super quick little game. Um, really, really clever. And, and what I like about it is that all the cards have ca- are characters, initially just in like a fighting pose, but when you slip a new card in, Mystic Veil style, it actually puts a weapon in their hand or start, gives them a glowing fist or something. Oh, cool. So really, really cool graphic design on the game too. Um, but yeah, look, I mean, the con was amazing. Um, 70,000 people rocked up. Uh, it was sold out every day. People in costume, people there until the wee hours of the morning playing games. Um, everything from role-playing to wargaming to board gaming to... Even some console stuff was recommend, was represented there. Um, it was just phenomenal. You got to play, was it uh, Starfinder, didn't you? Yeah, Starfinder is great. Uh, it is the future of the Pathfinder world, uh, the far, far future, where, the, in fact, the Pathfinder world itself, Galarian, has disappeared mysteriously. And uh, all these interstellar races that have made alliances with humanity sort of nurtured them through the loss of their homeworld and uh, and they start to form a new sort of Pathfinder society trying to, to work out what's happened to their, to their world, why it disappeared and where it went. Oh, cool. uh, and it's, uh, yeah, so it's fantastic. You've got all the humans and elves and dwarves and everything from fantasy. You've also got alien races uh, and it's all in this big Babylon 5-esque smelting pot. Yeah. Very, very good game. Isn't it interesting that um, that's come out around about the same time as Modiphius have dropped uh, Star Trek, uh, their RPG? Uh, Star yeah, Trek. Well, yeah. Very different feels to those two as well. Um, I, I had a really good look at the Modiphius one. In fact, I've, I've ordered the fancy Borg box set uh, version that they've got um, that comes with all the bells and whistles. But um, the Modiphius one really does a good job of evoking Star Trek. It's that sense of exploration and discovery and new worlds and moral quandaries are the sort of the center of the game. Um, we, where Starfinder is much more, it's much more space opera-ish. Uh, you know, you're adventurers, you're, you're soldiers of fortune, you're smugglers and spies and rogues and that sort of thing. Okay. So um, hailing back to so, Traveller. 
in uh, a sense. Ooh, yeah, uh, that's not a bad comparison. Yeah. Oh dear, <laughs> David's out already. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he didn't like Traveller. That was my worst worst RPG experience ever. <laughs> Traveller with a better rule set. How's that? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's got a it's got a pretty strong history with the the Pathfinder systems. Um, you know, one of yeah. those worldwide phenomenal systems that everyone seems to admire. I've never played the Pathfinder myself, but... Um, yeah, look, yeah. It's, a, it's a good game. Yeah. Was, was be... Bruno Cathala one of the 70,000 people that were there by any chance, <laughs> uh, Jamie? sure was. So I was just going to say, I got to meet yeah. two of my gaming idols while I was over there. Uh, one of them was Bruno Cathala, um, and uh, we, it was actually really great. I, I met him on the, the first day of the con, went up, shook my hand, shook his hand, uh, talked to him about, you know, I'm, I'm the guy who interviewed you on Seven Land Hand. Um, Did he remember he, that? He, he, was, he remembered, absolutely. He was very excited about it. Oh, good. And the next day I was walking through the halls and I hear this this deep French voice go, Jamie! And, and Bruno was just walking past and waved at me. <laughs> good. So it was nice to be remembered as well. Yeah, was he still well, wearing the crown? <laughs> he was not. He wasn't wearing the crown the next day, no. <laughs> and what, did, he, did he see... They had, uh, him, they had him on the King Domino booth signing and whenever he was, he was sitting in the throne and wearing the crown. And Todd Rowland, did he catch up with Todd? Yeah, caught up with Todd, absolutely. Um, he came and did demos in our Indianapolis store um, of Custom Heroes and uh, and hung out and um, cool. chatted with us all and it was really, really nice, actually. Um, he's, a, he's a top bloke. I like Todd. Pushing our luck, did Bruno come to the uh, the Good Games party at Indianapolis store? He did not. It was the oh. same time as the Yellow party, and uh, I think he might have had a little bit more business with them. All right, fair enough. <laughs> Sounds to me but, like um, it's just one big party. The other, the other big one that I got to meet, which um, I, look, it might not matter to everyone else, but I got to meet John Wick, who is not Keanu Reeves. Um, <laughs> he, is the, he is the writer of the Legend of the Five Rings role-playing game, the original edition, and the new Seventh Sea uh, role-playing game. Yes, mm. um, yes. And uh, he was a really, really cool dude. He had some fantastic stories to tell about the industry and the writing of games and his theories on game design. And, yeah, really, really interesting guy. Sounds like um, so well, you should have been getting us some bumps for the show, I think. It's what happened to the yeah. sound recorder. Oh, I should have, I should have taken that. Um, yeah. I forgot to bring half the things I needed to bring. So, look, it, it, it was one of them. <laughs> um, I, think next year, I think next year we'll have to make an effort to... Just go do some Seven Land Hand time. Yeah, uh, see how many of us we can, fantastic. See how many of us we can get there. That'd be good. My other, my other bit of uh, week in geek is actually it's a, it's a kind of mad thing. Uh, it's, a kind of mad thing. it's a <laughs> kind of mad thing. It's a kind of mad thing. It's a kind of mad. I'll stop now. You, you can okay. if you like. Sure. Keep going. You know, you're saying my name over one and over. One man, one match. One match. Yeah. So my flight home got messed up, uh, and I ended up. Uh, with a couple of hours to kill in Brisbane Airport. Uh, so I downloaded the new app version of the Castles of Mad King Ludwig. And yeah. it is fantastic. It kept me going for like three hours straight playing through at the airport and on the way home. Um, really, really great port. Really beautiful little game. Super fun, easy to learn, great to play. Go and download it and support them because it's really, really great. Okay, that 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 is an. I've played that one too, and uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. But it didn't so, make me want to go and look at the. Um, it didn't make me want to go and keep playing it. So I guess I found it a little bit different, uh, a different experience to you. I played it a few times, but then I thought, mm, yeah, okay, I'll go and do something. Upon which it is based. Well, so um, either my, way, 
my brief weekend geek, because we as we go deep into this segment, is is brief because uh, uh, I've already started drawing my Batman um, <laughs> because in, in anticipation of talking about Takedo, um, Todd McFarlane uh, yeah. on Facebook videos. That guy, Todd McFarlane, Spawn. Yeah, he's the comic yep. comic book artist for Spawn and a variety of other things. But yep. that's what he's best started known for. Image, right? Uh, I don't know my I don't know that much. He he yes, does these. Indeed. He does these videos on Facebook. If you follow him, Todd McFarlane, uh, that's MC Farlan. Uh, he's hilarious. Just the way he speaks and he does sound effects as he draws. You know, he's, we'll put a little bit of this up here in here. And they get, oh, that's cool. We'll put some of this, this stuff in here. That, that, that's cool. He talks like that and he draws. And he's one of, you know, when you watch a proper artist draw and it's like, oh, that looks bad. Oh, that's not going well. And then all of a sudden it just pops and it's the best thing you've ever seen in your life. It's like that. Yes, I know You're exactly right. the feeling. So, um, yeah, my hot tip, tune into a bit of that if you like a bit of comic book art or, um, or any of the kind of art that we kind of like as in, in gaming, really. I think it's, it still appeals. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, that was very brief for you. Yeah, it is. Normally, you've got five or six pages. Yeah, well, no, no I, was ex- I was anticipating the Gen Con talk. Uh, yeah. you, you got Kickstarter stuff, but is that we're going to yeah, drop, drop that in later? Or? I, I want to put, put that in later. All yeah. right, cool, because we've, uh, we've gone along here. I want to give a quick shout-out as well. David for making it through the intro today because uh, that was quite a doozy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> alluding to things to come. Are we? Oh, well, oh. I don't know. Mm. Okay, <laughs> here's a blob. Win, Win Takedo for commenting on the Facebook page for this show. That's episode 101 into our second second hundred of shows at facebook.com forward slash Sevenland Hand. We'll announce last month's winner of Mr. Jack later in Neats and Twos. This month, to determine the winner, Good Games HQ thought of the colour white for so long it faded into obscurity and then disappeared. What remained was a name. We'll tell you that name later on. Ooh, mysterious. Yeah. It was there's so much nothing that nothing blended into something, and that something was the winner. Incredible. And every month, as you know, Good Games are offering our listeners a special offer on the game we review. This month, it will be... Takedo. While stocks last, Sevenland Hand listeners can get 10% off... Takedo. At every Good Games that isn't on the old East Sea Road. (laughs) All you have to do is enter your friendly local Good Games store, exchange bows with the staff, and mystically say... This and and a side side of tofu. tofu. For all of September, this, this and, and a side, side of, tofu. of tofu. Wow, that was a weird echo thing going on. <laughs> I was trying to keep up with, with Jamie. <laughs> right. So that's while stocks, that's while stocks last. Uh, we'll get back with the show now. We'll talk some Takedo. Welcome back. Takedo. Takedo. Um, okay, so it's a, it's a big white box full of fun and games or game. Yep. Um, but it's it's got a bit of an interesting uh, narrative to it. Jamie, can you let us let us know what that is? Imagine that you are on a journey mm. going from the city of Kyoto to the city of Edo. Mm. Along the way, you have no urgency, no goal. <laughs> you seek only to experience life to its fullest. Oh, yeah. Are you, are you just flooring it in your Ferrari or something like that? You're just like, pedal the metal. Yeah, man. I'm afraid not. You are oh. you are on foot. Oh, walking. Right. Maybe walking. without shoes. 
Mm. It's strange, actually, d- describing it this way. I feel like we should have uh, panpipes and and the oh. sage Aaron in yeah. the background. It sounds very much like that, doesn't it? <laughs> I've got the I've got my bit there. <laughs> so while you're traveling, um, you're going to you're going to encounter other travelers. You're going to stop at hot springs. You're going to taste some fine meals, buy some things in the shops, <laughs> discover great panoramas of um, the mountains and the ocean and all the wonderful things that you can see, and everything that you do, it's going to get you some points, and you'll win the game for points. Don't worry about the points. Points don't matter. It's all about living life. It's That's about what this game is really about. Mindfulness. It's about enjoying the moment along the way. It's not about getting there. It's about the journey. That's it. it like it is about mindfulness. You're absolutely mm. right there, David. Yeah. And well, I'm so mindful. <laughs> I'm going to give you a mind full of. Uh, of components. Of components. Yeah, go on. So all, all of that, you know, it sounds so peaceful and tranquil and we're yeah. walking. So I imagine it's just a box with a pair of thongs inside it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're not far wrong. Yeah. Uh, there's enough wood in here. No, oh. there's not much wood. It's yes. enough, ca- enough card. Uh, mm. You've got a beautiful board. It is a beautiful board. Which no uh, maps it. out the route of... The London Underground, is it? Uh, very close. Yeah. It's the road from Kyoto to Edo. Okay. Right. Uh, they're very similar. Mm. Uh, all in stark white with very brightly coloured stops along yeah. the way. Uh, broken into four, five different sections. Uh, sorry, four sections. And each part is a leg of your journey. Right. Aside from that, you've got some very nice player cards. There are a number of them. At least eight. Yeah. And they're, and they're, and they're full on. Yeah, full. Thick. Nice cardstock. Not quite as thick as Mr. Jack cardstock, but I'd imagine if you spilt beer on them, they would survive better than Maybe. other cards would. They've even got a hole poked out in the corner for your matching colour, so you know. So th- there's that no is a lovely feature. Difference. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And each one features a lovely character art of your traveller, mm-hmm. along with a, a, an ability that they have and some starting money. Mm. Uh, the other cards of the game feature shopping cards, hot springs cards, uh, food, uh, rather, uh, food, yeah, food cards at the end of, at the inn. And then there are a number of panoramas and encounter cards, as well as a bag of coins and oh. little wooden travellers. About the, the, yeah, that's all of them there. So those things are all in the game, and that—that's—that's that's the sum of the components. Yeah, and, and, but it's all—it's all very nicely done. Like the artist yes. has about twelve different names. Like on the box, it's—you <laughs> you were doing it the best, man. Naive day, all right. <laughs> and we had uh, uh, Xavier uh, uh, Xavier Duran, yeah, listed as the artist. So it's, it's all the same guy, right? Or girl? All the same guy, yeah. Could same be guy, Xavier. Well, guy. he's guy. an incredibly yeah. beardy girl. No. It's, it's a really nice style too. Right? Yeah. I really do like looking. Yeah, it's it's the stark. Now, if you haven't seen the board, the box, it's it's stark white. Well, actually, it's no, it's kind of an off white, kind of like a cream oh, okay, white. Okay, Matt, uh, <laughs> could be <laughs> with a nice uh, depiction. Like <laughs> yes, the uh, off white, the ivory uh, of the beige, ivory the beige. Matter to a massive by color. The uh, with Takedo starkly written across the middle and a little scenery above it that depicts all the images in the game, really. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the traveling, the inns, the characters, the vistas that you'll see. The, basically, it's a, it's a travel game. 
So, all right. Well, so let's do it then. Uh, if you yeah. set you setting up the game and from start to finish in a nutshell, uh, the basic setup: you all queue up at the beginning in Kyoto. Yes, and at the first in, yeah, uh, and literally you take up the whatever pawns are being used for the game, depending on the number of players. Yep, uh, and you drop one, and that person is the first person to start at the inn. Okay, and so it occupies the first slot closest to the road. And what, then you have like about 10 different locations between you and the next stop. Yep. And that first person can choose to move to any of them. Correct. Right? They can move to anywhere, any as far as they like along the line. Yeah. But they just can't go directly to the next inn. Right. And then this the people... game has a very interesting mechanic in that the person in last place yeah. or the last on the road uh, goes first. And... It continues that way until you reach the next in. So that basically means if you're the first player to go and you move to position five yep. and you're the second person to go and you move to position one, that first person can then go again, go to position two, yep. three, four, and then go ahead to number six because you can't go to the same location. And, and then you'll finally get a turn. Yeah, another the, turn. the first person will get a turn again. Yeah. And I think that's kind of like the, the only kind of pro-tippish... That was a strategy that I would played. I just tried to just get as many encounters in as I could. Yep. And I don't know if that's a genius thing or just the standard thing to do, but that's what I went with because I thought more encounters, the more chance I've got of getting generating victory points. Sure. Victory points are what you're chasing at the end of the game or rather uh, travel points. Or as Jamie said, not chasing, just enjoy <laughs> looking at the game. And being with your friends. <laughs> it's kind of like a fringe benefit. pro tips in that area, hmm. uh, the more players there are, the more it actually becomes very important which places you go to. Okay. Uh, yeah. Because it becomes harder to score points because more of the spaces are occupied. That's where the character abilities, the individual character abilities come more into play, I think. Uh, I've got one in my hand at the moment. It's Yoshiyasu, who is the samurai character. Hmm. His... He is rewarded by going to encounter spaces by being able to choose uh, select two encounters now, and choose the one that he wants. Encounters are people that you meet on the road. They are travellers like and, yourselves. And they might be able to give you something that yep. is of value to you. It could be a bit of extra money. It could be uh, a part of a painting, a vista that mm. you're uh, chasing. It could be a choice of clothes or, or a meal, that sort of thing. Because there's, yeah. there's maybe five or six different objective opportunities along yep. the way isn't there that you can do increase and score increasingly better points with there well. are objectives uh, at the end of the game so if you visited the most hot springs out of everybody you will get the hot springs reward oh no it's not hot springs it's uh sea monkeys sea monkeys springs. yeah if you complete the uh the ocean vista panorama first which is a a five piece painting then you'll be able to collect the reward for getting there first. The same with the grasslands or the mountains. Mm. If you go to uh, the shop and you purchase all the clothes, all the all the objects that you can purchase there, whether it's clothing or knickknacks, uh, t- uh, touristy things, really, then you will get the reward for being the biggest, the best shopper. Uh, and that's a, very much a set collection thing there, where each of the uh, each of the shop cards is a particular type of object, whether it's a clo- apparel or an object or a uh, food. Hmm. And- Starting to get excited yet, gamers? <laughs> we, you can also go to church and just give your money away. <laughs> That's another opportunity. Yep. Or uh, And then at the end of the... Or you can go to work and go to the farm and earn three coins. Oh, yeah, you can do that. And then... At the end, when you get to the next inn, 
what is what's the rule here? You get uh, like a selection of, of uh, yeah. food cards. Yes, food cards plus one. Yeah. So there's a, and then whoever's the first person at the inn mm-hmm. uh, looks at the draws those cards, looks at them in secret, selects one that they can afford because you have to be able to afford it unless you're the little uh, girl character. But she for free. She gets the, the orphan, choice. I believe you'll find the orphan. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, Satsuki. She can either take a random card drawn off the top and and just take that card Mm -hmm. or she can refuse that meal and select from the others. Now, the thing is, if you don't have enough money stored to be able to purchase a meal, you don't eat. And the thing is, you want... You want to eat because it's worth six traveller points to you. Yeah. And it also helps towards earning the gastronomy award, uh, prize, which is having the most uh, expensive meal. Yeah. At the Mo- end of the total, total of money spent total of money. on meals. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a travel game. It is. It, it's, <laughs> lo- it's Lonely Planet. <laughs> right. <laughs> In a board game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, um, so have we got have we got any other tips to you know like that are involved in playing this? Uh, so have you yeah. got have you got anything else, Jamie? Before I know what Matt's going to, I think Matt's got a good one. Um, no, no, let's hear Matt. Okay, Matt, you, right. you've got probably the most important thing for this game because you know I it's just a counter probably what I would say. You know, sure. for me, I, you know, when we've talked about any kind of games, a lot of games that Aaron enjoys, like the gardening games, you know, that. Um, that, that Uwe, uh, Uwe is, Rosenberg, yeah. is uh, coming out with. Yeah. Um, his, his, uh... I laugh and snigger about any game which I could do in real life. His Cottage Industries series. Mm. Yeah. Now I can, I can probably in the next, I could get up right now and just go for a walk through the estate. It might not be as pretty as Kyoto to Edo, <laughs> but I could do that. So I'm not excited about this game, right? And then mm. you can drop this bombshell about an experience yeah. you had with the game. When I first played, I, I got hold of this game very early on its, its release into Australia. And I played, I was, had the pleasure of playing with the family Lau. Mm. Now, we haven't heard from them in a little while. No, the Lau's been uh, very quiet. Mm. Uh, but in this case, they weren't quiet, and which I really enjoyed, the, enjoyed that. Because we played, when you play a game with the family Lau, you don't play like other people. You play with a strong narrative in mind. You're telling a story. Yeah. And so the way we played was we told the story of this journey from Kyoto to Edo uh, every step of the way. So, so you we, coloured in the gap. So when you were buying did. shops, instead of it was just like, right, give me some cards. Oh, I'm choosing this one. Go. That's you it. go next. We, yeah. so we described the, the article that we p- purchased. We described the meal that we got, the person that we met on the road, what we saw in the vista. So very much got into the theme and had a, mm. a, narr- a discussion about you, what you, was going You brought on. the narrative to yeah. the game. Uh, mm. And, and so let's say if it's because it's such a white box, you coloured that in. That's really in, good. You coloured in the white like bits. That. Yeah. Uh, which, I can by see that comparison. Working. Honestly, I could see that working. And I think that is yeah. part of the probably... We're all, you know, we're all in such a massive rush these days that that's probably how I approach this game. I'm like, come on, bring it on. Let it happen to me. And I probably, if I just chilled out a little bit more and adopted a little bit of that, right, yeah. let's make it a bit of fun. You could, you could do that with this game because there are, there are gaps there to fill. That's it. You tell a story. It, it's, it's a travel game. It's Lonely Planet with a story. Mm. Uh, now, in comparison, when we played it, that's you and I, David. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> I wasn't a receptive audience. <laughs> no, but immediately the theme didn't strike you, and initially, yeah, uh, the thing, the, everything looking 
all to the, together as it's laid out on the table. Okay, it doesn't look exciting. It doesn't. Oh, no, no. Look, don't, don't get me wrong. I think it looks. It does look beautiful. But beautiful, I, beautiful, I really but not for, exciting. Yeah, it's a lovely game to look at. Yeah, but there are no there are no horns coming out of the board <laughs> or explosions or you know like Vikings dying horribly in the corner. Or zombies crawling out of the ground. We There's... did talk about retheming. <laughs> yeah. What would yeah. we retheme? Oh, it yeah, with? zombie run from yeah. Takayota to Ido. Run away from the zombie hordes as they chase you across Japan. Now you're talking. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that could be a lot of fun. Sharknado. Don't, don't do things to it that make me notice. Don't do things that make me notice that it's a racing game because then I won't like it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the the experience we had when we played, David, was very different. It very much felt like, okay, your turn, my turn. Yeah. Your turn, my turn. Your turn, my turn. My turn, my turn, your turn. And I really felt like all the way through. Just getting through it. Yeah. Yeah. So we raced through. I think the the amount of time you spend playing this game is about half an hour, I think. Uh, Or three and a half hours if you're doing it properly. And we probably knocked it over in maybe 15, 20 minutes. (laughs) Just like a speed Takedo, which I think could be a thing. Uh, if you're doing it like competition no, play, no. competition play speed to Kaido. No, I think that's but a then you would idea. ruin the theme of the game, yeah, you, which you is never going to get a journey out of it. Yeah. So uh, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I've I've recently purchased the app version of this, yeah. which is a a ridiculously faithful port of the game, uh, or even down to the stark whiteness. So. Well, talking, talking to Stark Whiteness, there are a, a bundle of uh, expansions for this game as well yeah. that have uh, recently come out, like in s- smaller box expansions. Do they uh, involve any zombies or guns or <laughs> explosions by any chance? The first one that came out was uh, called Crossroads uh, in 2013. Oh, it's a Crossroads game. Yeah, <laughs> here come the zombies. Yeah, that's exactly right. So it introduced a few new characters. It introduced a couple of different ways to play. Uh, legendary objects, uh, luxurious bathhouses, lucky charms, that sort of thing. Also introduced gambling into the mix. Okay. Yeah. Right. So you've had a chance to uh, spend that money that you've earned or have at the beginning of the game mm. in a gambling house where you can potentially earn more or lose it, you know. So okay. there's that little different aspect to it, which how much it adds, it adds a little se- a separate little player board to the, uh, sorry, um, area board to the yeah. main board. Uh, because they can't, they can't add things in that are going to ramp up the. Um, I don't know what it is with the word that we're searching for here. That, you know, I don't want to say excitement, but it's kind of like in my in my head. I'm hearing they don't want to ramp up the excitement too much yeah. because that would be unfaithful to the game. That's not kind of the vibe. It's it's trying to grasp, is it? No, 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 no. It's 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 a very it's a gateway game. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a light game played it at the while you're waiting to for your entire group to arrive. Or even at the end of an evening where you just, you've just you been playing a really exciting awesome. game and you want to then bring the energy down a little bit so that everyone can then go off to bed. A lot of people have been talking about this game <laughs> as a game that, you know, you have to get, you know, like usual gateway games are, you know, you've got all your hardcore games hidden away in the closet and you've invited a bunch of friends around that aren't really gamers and you get out your gateway games and boom, they're in. I'm not so, they talk about this game in that context, but I'm not so sure that that's a good idea because... I feel like it doesn't have enough of a woofy, play me more excitement to it that would um, would get non-gamers into our kind of games. You know, they'd be quite happy that's to go back and comment. play Monopoly next week. Yeah, I yeah? think that's a fair comment. But it has got it has got its merits though for um, 
for people that maybe are, are getting into that sort of thing. And then you could say, well, hey, look, let's let's have a go at this game. It's not too taxing, yeah. and, but it, 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 and it, can, it can be fun in its own way, as you've described. Yeah. Rules light. Yeah. Um, I think the first time I taught someone to play how to play this was my mother. Yeah. Uh, and she really enjoyed it. So, again, we didn't have the narrative experience I had <clears> with the Laos, but we had a... A uh, nice, thoughtful game over some conversation as well. That was just, and and it was lovely. We had a nice time. Hmm. Other expansions. Did, did your mum have those lemon scones that she makes? She's good. They're good. The lemonade scones. Yeah, the yeah. lemonade scones. Oh, oh man, good good times. It was. It really was. Uh, there shout, also shout out to Jake Grady there. I just dropped a good times down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Takedo new new encounters gave a few more characters into the mix. Oh yeah, that's um, an easy expansion to yep. fill there. Yeah. There's also a couple of uh, released characters special release characters one of them being felicia day oh okay okay the uh geek starlet that she is she got her own card release i think it was something to do with uh i think it was something to do with tabletop day when it originally started i think something like that okay uh in 2016 there was a another larger expansion called uh, matsuri which uh, i don't know much about because i haven't seen it um, the biggest thing that happened to this game was there was a collector's edition of it bought out, which replaced the little wooden tokens with actual miniatures representing the characters, which were just You can't divine. get that, can you? Metal coins. It's very hard to get. Yeah, that yeah. does sound very cool. Uh, metal coins, little actual minis. Uh, the real food in the box. Yeah. Oh, um, unbelievable. Actual delicious. Wall-sized paintings. That <laughs> they had to take it off the shelves because too many people ate included. the fugu and uh, died. But, mm. you know, that aside... It doesn't keep well in a cardboard <laughs> box. <laughs> that aside, it was a great... Um, it was it was a, a beautiful collector's edition. Um, yeah. Hmm. Okay. And, Jamie, what have you got in summary on uh, Takedo? Um. I really enjoyed it the first couple of times I played it. It's it's a very pretty game, and I've I've used it a couple of times to teach people to play some more involved games. Yeah, that's um, a good idea. Yeah, it's it's a good gateway. But um, personally, after about two or three games, it sort of lost the the charm for me. You know, I, I once I'd seen all the panoramas and done all the hot springs visiting and etc cetera, etc cetera. um yeah I, I was left i was left wanting it became a thing that was a good social exercise you know i could sit there and have a chat with people but yeah. it's not a game that draws me back yeah okay matsuri uh which is the one of the most recent expansion adds another 16 characters so we're talking a ridiculous amount of extra options and different personalities. It's like, plus the original, uh, I think it's actually 10, plus the ones that were in the crossroads. So there are a lot of, I think you could almost get stump, stuck for choice. You know, who do you choose? Which is why they made it very simple for you. You draw two and choose one. Hmm. So rather than having did, to go that, through them the all. That's the theme throughout. Nothing is a ch- too much of a challenge. There is a strategy thing there, though. Like, don't let yeah. us overshoot that. But everything is like, you know, when you're collecting the Vistas, it's not like, oh, I need, a, I need Vista 2. Can I get it? Oh, Vista 3. I need Vista 2. Can I get it? Oh, Vista 4. You just get them 1, 2, 3, 4. Yeah. It's just straight up. There's none of that kind of 
um, heartbreak in the game. No, it's take that without being mean. You know, it's, it's, it's just it's, getting in the way. It's, it's like just, walking yeah, through a shopping center and people yep. getting in your way. I want to walk into that shop. Oh, this guy just got in my way. Now <laughs> we played it as two player, right? Yeah. So, which means that whenever you go to a, a, sta- a station. Uh, you have to. You're the only one that can go there. Then the next person behind you has to leapfrog over you. Mm. If you're playing with uh, three or more players, oh. yeah, then you the open end. up the second location that's on most of them. Most of them have two. Uh, so two people can visit the same location if you're playing three or more. So yeah. that opens up a little bit more to the strategy because then. If you you're the first one to say the farm to get the three coins, whoever's coming before uh, behind you can also jump into the farm and get the three coins. Now, because they were the last person to enter that spot, they're the first person to leave that spot. So the person they, the player could jump in after you have got the coins, then jump out to the next section up the road. So there is that competitiveness in in some respects, but it's it's. No, it's a humble competitiveness. It's not. It's not mean spirited unless you choose to play it that way. You could totally deny your opponent <laughs> spaces if you really want to. But hate, I hate don't think that's locations. in this, yeah yeah. Uh, but that's not in the spirit of this game at oh, all. Boy. I don't feel yeah yeah. Which adds me back to the retheming. You know, if we added in the zombies and all that sort of stuff, then it's a completely different game, completely different tone. Hmm. But uh, that's something Antoine Bowser and I will discuss later in a, in a development meeting, I guess, which may, <laughs> may or may not ever happen. But who knows? You might so listen. Played as a gateway game, get a feel, playing with your parents, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Something light, something easy. Uh, yeah, nothing too challenging. Nothing your yeah. gamer mates are going to come over and grab off the shelf, uh, you know, in front of other games. But um, it has its merits. I just yeah. think you have to uh, work a little bit yourself to get them. For sure. Yep. Yep. I maybe, agree maybe some of these in, uh, expansions will be, uh, bring it out as well. Yes. All right. So uh, I, my, my summary, uh, I really enjoy this game as a, as a light game. Uh, I've got no problems playing it subsequent rounds, but I would be selective in when I played it and who I played it with. Mm. Wow, I think we're all going to agree on this game, Matt liking it a little bit more than the rest of us. Yeah. All right. To totally bring the mood down, we've got Matt's quiz. <laughs> Here's where it gets funky. Listen to this. Woo-hoo! It's time for Matt's, Matt's quiz. I think I'd really like a uh, strings version of that. Daniel? No, don't do it, Daniel. He's, uh, he's already been Maybe encouraged far, far, far enough. Japanese instruments. Maybe a bubbling koi pond. No. Would you bubble a koi pond? Yeah. <laughs> Matt's quiz. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Jamie, are you ready? Have you got a scribbler there? Oh, I've got something like you. Okay. Welcome to the most relaxing travel quiz. Question one. If you read it this quick, it's going to take forever. Takedo yes, is the most. <laughs> Takedo is the most important of how many travel routes throughout Japan during the Edo period. <laughs> what does that mean? Takedo is the most important of how right. many travel yeah. routes throughout Japan during the Edo period. Oh. So, how many travel route important travel routes were there? Have you heard of what Edo? Well, you know one for sure. Takedo. For sure. Takedo? Yep. 
Yeah, that's one. Oh, that's the most important. All right, so it's guess a number, isn't it? That's right. You don't have to name it. All right, yeah, okay. I've got a number. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got a number there, Jamie? Yep. Excellent. Let me have a look at that number. Oh, wait, I can't see it. Okay, question two. Young Che Guevara takes a motorcycle trip through South a- through South Africa in mm. what movie? Oh, really? Yep. Young Che Guevara takes a motorcycle trip through South Africa in which movie? So Japanese, that question. Yep. Um, Hang on, I did say it was relaxing travel quiz. Oh, okay, so... Yeah. <laughs> oh, I should also mention that that was 2A. 2A. Yeah. Right. 2B. Oh, yeah. It's not going to be a high-scoring game. <laughs> but it's just the journey. That's the important thing, isn't it? No, it's not. 2B. It's not me. I can't handle that. <laughs> Three feuding brothers take a train trip across India. <laughs> Name the movie. <laughs> oh, my God. Three feuding brothers take a train trip across India. To see, a precious object is delivered to a mountaintop. A precious object is delivered <laughs> okay. to a mountaintop. Okay, that was two. The Edmund Hillary story. <laughs> Question three. Now, this one's interesting. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll pay attention. I was drawing. Sorry. Punitive tempo era, mm-hmm. tempo era reforms imposed a strict stance of morality. Therefore, during those periods... Oh, hang on. I wrote it in pencil. I can't read it. I'm looking through the no, filter. I don't think filter. that's going to help. Here we go. Punitive tempo era reforms imposed a strict stance of morality. Therefore, during this period, a ban was placed on prints. That's P-R-I-N-T-S. Yeah, yeah. Of what? So what was banned... Uh, what kind of prints were banned during this tempo era? <laughs> All right. <laughs> is a, a discus, um, I'm interested. Is that question three or 2D? That's question three. That's question yeah. three. And think, we are thinking, you no, know. we're not thinking. <laughs> we're just, we are thinking no, ancient we're just, Japan. We're just trying you know, to get through it. Not ancient Japan. Yeah. Uh, you know, Japan's past. All right, Jamie, have you gone to sleep? I can hear snoring, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I have. At least <laughs> half of my brain has. No, no, no yeah, I'm good. Oh, good, yeah. good. All right, question four. Along the Tsukaido mm. are a number of stations. How many stations? Is it 53, oh. 54, or 55? It's more than what's on the board, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. This, I don't know. You remember when you said, when you do a Matt's quiz... Make it so that you know, like every, everyone, like gets ninety percent of them. There or, are plenty of Japanese goes. listeners who will get this quiz. Okay, yeah, I don't know if that's a hot demographic, but <laughs> hello to all our Japanese listeners out there. We love you all. Uh, along the Takedo are a number of stations. How many? Is it fifty-three, yeah, fifty-four, yeah. fifty-five? No one knows, but they're just taking a stab at the number. Question five. Yeah. Takedo Yotsuya Kaiden yeah. is a Japanese tale of betrayal, murder, and revenge. <laughs> oh, boy, is it. Translated loosely as Ghost Story of Yotsuya, mm. the ghostly character Oiwa, mm-hmm. described as a maiden with long yep. black hair, yep, yep. is possibly influenced which modern ghost revenge tale? Yes. All right. There's an extra point if you can get the name of the character. All right. Yep. All over that one. 
Cool. Excellent. <laughs> Takedo, do you need it again, Jamie, or are you right? Because it was rather a long one. Uh, no, I got that. Excellent. Okay. So which character was inspired by the story Takedo Yatsuya Kaiden? Okay, question six. According to healthfitnesstravel.com, yeah. the top eight most relaxing holiday destinations in the world are... Oh, what? Name eight. A name eight. Oh, Jesus, man. I'll give you a hint. <laughs> I'll give you a hint. Yeah. Oh, what? They are countries. Okay? So think about the eight most relaxing holiday destinations just choosing countries, all right? I haven't got into specifics. I can't be bothered writing down eight, strike, eight countries. <laughs> okay. Come on. We're having a journey, an name, epic journey. My answer here like. is name eight countries on the fly. There you go. All you right. might chance it. Yeah. It's about just scoring more points than Jamie. I don't think it is. <laughs> no, you're right, because it's about the trip. And it's what about, a trip we're having. All right. It's about, what's, it's about making notes about what's in Neats and Twos coming up. <laughs> Don't worry, hang in there, listener. It could be good. Just so, look ahead. Isn't this an example stuff. of how uh, Ooh, the quiz kicks, replicates the, your experience with the soon. game? Question seven. An aging actor... Tra- this is 7A. Yes. An aging actor travels to t- Tokyo to film an ad and ends up meeting a strange girl. What's the name of the movie? Sorry, do, do that one. I hate to say it, but do it again. I was writing a joke for number six. <laughs> an aging actor travels to Tokyo to film an ad and meet, ends up meeting a strange oh. girl. What's the name of the movie? That's a shame. 7B. Yeah. Two ordinary women kill a man and escape to Mexico. What's the name of the movie? All right. Last one, 7C. Yeah. Young man. Gives up his life and travels to Alaska. Changes his name to Alexander Supertramp. Yeah. What's the name of the movie? All right. All right. We ready for some answers? Yeah. Go on. <laughs> Jamie, are you ready? Have you ready recovered? Question one. Tsukaido is the most important of how many travel routes throughout... As the most important of how many travel routes throughout... Oh, that doesn't make any sense. Four... <laughs> yeah. What's your answer there, Jamie? David says four. Four. The answer is five. They are Takaido. No, not in my book. They are Takaido, Nakasendo, Koshukaido, Oshukaido, and Nikokaido. All right. All right. So there are five of them. Question two. Young Che Guevara, 2A. Young Che Guevara takes a motorcycle trip across South Africa. In which movie, da- Jamie? Jamie, uh, the Motorcycle Diaries. <laughs> David, Land of the Setting Sun. It is, in fact, the Motorcycle Diaries. Well done, Jamie. That's point to you. Hmm. I'm going to note that down. One point to Jamie. Yeah. 2C, uh, 2B, Three Feuding Brothers Take a Train Trip Across India is, of course, which movie, David? Brothers in Farms. Jamie? Like Brothers in Farms. Die Straits album as well. <laughs> Darjeeling Limited. It is indeed the Darjeeling Limited. Mm. Classic. (laughs) To say a precious object is delivered to a mountaintop. Jamie, which movie is it? The Englishman who went up a hill and came down a mountain. Oh, very close. David? Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings is the right answer. Oh, really? Yes, it is. I thought it would be something obscure. I was doing that. (laughs) No, Question three. P. 
Punitive tempo era reforms imposed a strict stance on morality. Therefore, during this period, a ban was placed on prints of what, David? Uh, office works prints. <laughs> Jamie? <laughs> so what was banned? What was banned? What couldn't you make a print of during this time? I thought it was a style of print. <laughs> well, like a font. Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, that would be there were there were three very specific things you couldn't. Right. Yeah. All right. So, what do you think? What do you think, Jamie? Uh, pornography. Not pornography. You're not banning pornography. That'd be madness. The answer was. Did, yeah. I, did you give an answer? Yes. Yeah, yeah, office did. works. Oh, that's right. Celebrity actors, entertainers, and courtesans. You could not take prints of them. Oh. Okay. Yeah. For some. Morality reason, and and you think although pornography probably is ninety five percent of listeners will be going, oh yeah, of course, absolutely, no, they will be, no, they've tuned out now. Matt's quiz, all right, listen to the review. Question four: Matt's quiz theme tune and and turned off. (laughs) If you haven't, do that now. That's a good tip. (laughs) We've only got Kickstarter news coming up. Question four: Along the Saikaido, how many numbers of stations? This is a more sensible question. How many, Jamie? How many stations are along Saikaido? Is it 53, 54, or 55? 55. What do you I, think there, David? I said 55 as well. The answer is 53. You're both <laughs> wrong. I'll keep that point. Yeah. Question five. Yeah. Takedo Yotsuya Kaiden inspired which ghost revenge story, David? I said Scarlett Johansson. Okay. I was just thinking of Scarlett Johansson as you were reading that because you said ghost and I was now, thinking ghost in the shell. called Scarlett Johansson? No, but you said ghost and I was thinking Fair ghost enough. in the shell and then I thought Scarlett Johansson. I thought I could listen to the rest of Matt's quiz question <laughs> or I could just write Scarlett Johansson and then imagine her later when we're doing the answers, <laughs> which is what I'm doing now. What do you think, Jamie? <laughs> Ringu. The ring is correct. The ring. Oh, yeah. I like the ring. And the basis of which character? For an extra point, Jamie. What was that? I didn't. Was there a double question? Yeah, there, there was. No. If you, no, an extra point if you can get the name of the character. Hmm. What is it, Jamie? Oh, God, I don't know. The, the chick with the hair. Sadako. <laughs> oh. No clue. Sadako. She's very good. Uh, well. Question six. According to healthfitnesstravel.com, top eight most relaxing holiday destinations in the world are, David, name one. Eight countries. Yep. A-T-E countries. Can only be Hungary. Full stop. That's my entire answer. <laughs> Not on my list. You want to eight? Hungary. <laughs> Jamie. Not? Okay. Australia. Not on my list. David. No, that was my answer. Hungary. Yeah, I'm sure you can think off the top of your head, eight more countries. Not eight countries. Yep. Not the quality of Hungary and eating. That's where it all starts and ends. Go with, go with what Jamie's got. Australia. Jamie, what's your next one? Hawaii. Not on my list. Try again. Fiji. No, try again. We're going to end up naming all 200 and however many countries your there are. Your list is terrible. Yeah, yeah. keep going. Uh, this, this website is faulty. England. <laughs> uh, no. Antarctica. Think more exotic. Brazil. No, <laughs> that's pretty exotic, but not Brazil. No. no. <laughs> All right. France. 
Yes, Canada. that's on my list. France is on my list. If it's not any of those, I honestly don't care about it. Yeah. <laughs> Does Portugal sound familiar? No. How about the Maldives? No. Italy? No. India? Hungary? No. Thailand? Hungary? Madeira? Are we there yet? Although that's a cake, but I think Madeira cake. And St. Lucia? <laughs> Unbelievable, you two. And you consider yourselves learned folk. No. Question seven. Aging actor travels to Tokyo to film an ad, ends up meeting a strange girl. Is what movie, David? Lost in translation. Jamie? Lost in translation. It is lost in translation. Well done. Two ordinary women kill a man and escape to Mexico, Jamie. The movie is... So I have no clue at all. Oh, really? Uh, not Thelma and Louise. It, oh, well, it actually Louise. is Thelma and Louise. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's a Takedo quiz, Jamie. Obviously, Thelma and Louise are going to be involved at some stage. Because they, they, well, two ordinary women kill one of their husbands and then they make a plan to escape to Mexico. That's the yeah. story. Uh, and the last one, young man gives up his life and travels to Alaska. Different from Escape from Mexico. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, young man gives up what his life. Tra- that was a third one. Young man gives up his life and travels to Alaska. Changes his name to Alexander Supertramp. And the movie is called Into the Wild. Jamie. He's a Supertramp. <laughs> the movie's called Into the Wild. You got it, David. Yeah, I finished strong. All right. All right, let's see if we can work out something uh, for Jamie's delay because there's a mad delay going on. Or it sounds suspenseful. Um, or he's just formulating his answer in the spirit of taking a really long journey. Mm. Uh, that no, was Matt's I'm quiz. As soon as you say something and it's, it's weirding me out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was Matt's quiz. Matt's quiz ever. <laughs> <laughs> I've got low expectations. <laughs> we found a new low. Needs and twos. Needs and twos for September 2017. Wow. What have we got, Matt? Uh, Needs and twos. Well, a bit of news first up. Yeah. Uh, Tim Fowles has been at it again. He's got a new Kickstarter out. Uh, the prolific Tim yeah, Fowles, you could almost who, say. Uh, his recent releases included the likes of Fugitive mm. and Burgle Brothers. Uh, has come out with Now Boarding, which is a, a, a cooperative, a four-player cooperative game about uh, traveling an aeroplane, running an aeroplane, uh, dropping people off around the country oh. of the United, continental United States. Yeah. He's on Kickstarter at the moment, already blasted through his... Uh, funding goal. He's got 25 days to go. Oh, know. he's got a Kickstarter for that. Yeah, yeah, it's active and live now. So, is it good stretch goals and stuff like that? Is it looking? Uh, yeah, it's 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 his typical typical fare, you know. And he really does work hard on those things. Uh, and it's Ryan Goldsworthy as well doing the art. So it's that same consistent yeah. art style. Come, comes in a, in a boost in a bundle box, something like that. Hmm. Yeah, oh, I'm so, sure I backed one of these things. I'll have to check whether... More of a board game uh, in sense. There's actually a larger board. That oh, sort is, of it is. Okay. So it's yeah, a little bit different. So uh, apparently it seems to be based on a 
an old computer game of a similar sort of theme. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's I think he actually did mention it when we talked to him last. Yeah. Well, in Kickstarter news, uh, just to follow up from our 4th of November 2015 interview with the people who were doing uh, Rivals Masters of the Deep, mm. this is where Kickstarter goes wrong, right? Because uh, I backed that just because we interviewed the guy and I thought, yeah, let's have a look. We could do a follow-up interview, all that sort of stuff. Looks interesting. Still hasn't arrived. And <laughs> now for like backers only sort of things on online they've got things that where they're talking about uh there's been some good news there's been some bad news all of our goods got seized by customs and they had to pay for them to get out and man it just goes on and on and on and these guys it seems like it's just trouble i'm just not expecting to get anything from this but does that sound like a labeling error or oh, maybe they tried to pass it off as oh, something that wasn't. Like, I know that there can be issues with um, stuff coming in and out of, you know, like if they're shipping a bunch of stuff from China, you know, customs grab it and say it's over a certain value, you've got to pay, you know, tax or something mm-hmm. to get it in and yeah, various things like that can, then it can occur. So I can empathize with that story, but it just seems like they're hitting every single speed hump along the way. And yeah. I guess that's what can happen with first time Kickstarter people so i'm not saying anything about their efforts or anything like that you know maybe they're genuine maybe they're not i don't know it seems uh, to me like it's taken a long time for that little bit of information that little nugget to come out they've had regular comments usually with more you know different doses of bad news um and but what's what is interesting though like the seven comments on this and all of them are supportive and they're all like we can we're feeling it for you keep on pushing on and all that sort of stuff. I bet these guys never do anything on Kickstarter again because they're either going to be so so sick of it or they're going to have learnt so much that they'll do the next one and they'll completely nail it. But, man, I I don't know. It's it's, it's a rough ride. So does that mean – what what are your prospects? Do you honestly – Oh, I've given up on it, actually. I'm just just reading out stuff like that for a laugh now just to see. I mean, it's two years. Two years since it was due to arrive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Have you got anything you're doing on Kickstarter? Uh, no, no, I've got no projects being Tim backed Fowles. at the moment. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm. Yes, I'm. I'm looking at backing Tim. I'm going to back this Tim Fowles game because yeah. uh, I really, really enjoy his games. Uh, so yeah. Oh yeah, I've got hardback the prequel there. to paperback. Yeah, that's right. That was his most recent. Yeah, and I've got GKR heavy hitters. That was pretty exciting. That yeah. looks like it was going off at Gencon. But I'm looking forward to um, uh, Mephidius and their Fallout Wasteland release. Oh yeah, that's so, going to yeah. be a big one for you. Yes, it will. Yeah. All right. So on to comments on the uh, on the uh, last month's Jack, Mister Jack. I yeah. was going to say Jack the Ripper uh, post. Uh, I, I really got a laugh out of Steve Mead's comment, and you were going to talk about this one as well. Where yeah, said yeah. His comment was, uh, "This would come in handy." My nickname in high school was Rack the Jipper. <laughs> <laughs> got, got a bit of the lols happening there. There's a quality comments. We've got to get more quality comments happening. Yes. As listeners, and if you've made it this par, far, yes, past Matt's quiz, we really want to make it. <laughs> we want you guys to be winning it. We don't want those people that are just bumping into this and doing a comment. And just the, I, we really don't want those guys to end up walking away with the game. We want you guys to win. So put something funny. Do a bit of two minutes of thought or gives you something gets you in there i reckon you more chance of winning that's it don't be that person that uh everybody else sort of sniggers at and goes oh what they won and they only said comment yeah no i know yeah but uh, i want to talk about uh, scott mangini who uh his comment accompanied with a really really cool photo uh with the game being balanced towards the investigator at the moment do you think swapping out lestrade for lesard uh, would give the game a little bit more. And if you didn't give know who a little Lassard bit more was, Jack to make it, it even. 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, uh, like, that would be an instant buy, buy for me if that version came out. Was it the Police Academy? <laughs> yeah, the Police Academy version. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, so, and so, Jamie, you've got um, someone you'd like to mention uh, from the last month's comments. Yeah, yeah. I was impressed by Duarte Pinto, who asked how I subscribe to your, part, to your episodes. Um, and uh, we said that most of us use iTunes. And mm-hmm. uh, if you do use iTunes, please go and give us a rating. That, that helps other people find the podcast. Yeah, that'd be great. But uh, failing that, you can also click the little RSS feed button uh, on the website and uh, that'll let you know when there's updates and new podcasts to listen to. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of podcaster, podcatcher apps out there. I know we're not across them all. Like Jamie just said, we, you know, I use iTunes. I think other people do. Yeah. Um, but if you, I'm sure there's podcatcher software if you're totally against Apple products and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, I don't blame you. Um, you, you just oh, just get them. And- virtually all of them can also be pointed to uh, our website. So, like, I use Podbean yeah. um, on my Android phone. And uh, you, can, you can literally just tell it to go and look at a specific website and um, and pull out all the, the podcasts there. Yeah, and all, all that all those apps are doing are basically looking at our website, looking at the RSS feed, which immediately just pings up an entry saying, look, there's a new podcast here. This is where you find it. And those little apps, they just go and grab it for you. So you come back to your phone in the morning and there's a, a new uh, podcast waiting for you. And look, there's a world of pod, good podcasts out there as sure well. Is, so, yeah. Um, yeah, whatever you're into, just get across it, you know, good stuff. Funny enough, this is one of them. Absolutely. Um, all right, so just in case, just to double down on the password for this month uh, for Takedo, uh, the password is this, this side of, of tofu. There you go. And that's at any good game store with people in it. That's what I've got written down here. So any good game store with people in it. Staff it. is included. Uh, and this lasts for the entire month of September. I think last I think last month for Mr. Jack we gave the wrong month out, but it doesn't really matter because you know the vibe, you know that you know what how this runs. And if you can't get it. if ten percent's not enough, uh, you go win it. You can do this by commenting on the Facebook post for this episode, episode one hundred and one. It will be at the top of the page, but Facebook's gone and like hamstringed itself by uh, making the picture come out crap and grabbing yeah. a bunch of pictures off the website and. I can't put one big one in there, so it's like, here it is, but it will be at the top of the page. Um, no thanks to Facebook not letting me flag it as easy. Um, Isn't that weird? Yeah. People making it hard for us when it doesn't have to be that hard. No. So there'll be a, that'll run for the entire month. Get your comments on there. Be interesting. Uh, just like uh, last month's winner, who by random... It, we picked it, and it was one of the three people that we read a comment Yeah, it's by coincidence, sheer coincidence. It goes to... Scott Mangini. Scott Mangini. Yeah, well done, Scott. Was won himself a copy of Mr. Jack. So we'll be in touch with you, Scott. Uh, And Scott's always around with great comments. So um, I'm glad to hear his name pop up there as a winner. Yeah. He's a great example of someone who, who, uh, well, joins the community. Generates conversation. Generates conversation, yeah, yeah. And that's what it's all about. That's and it. if you've heard your name mentioned today or tonight or this morning, whenever you're listening, uh, get in touch at uh, podcast at sevenlandhand.com on the email, uh, podcast at sevenlandhand.com. And I just say, you know, hey, I'm uh, Steve Mead. I've got to mention, uh, I'd love a Seven Land Hand badge. We've yeah. got four or five of them. Yeah. Um, My so personal favorite, the Charging Badger. I was about to say, uh, if we read out your comment, we'll send you any one of our cool badges to adorn your <laughs> game aware or a Charging Badger badge. <laughs> 
so yeah, contact us anyway. You know, I put up a post, uh, an Instagram post, while we were doing this podcast, just to show you how into talking about Takedo I was. Yeah, um, I'm going to put up some stuff about uh, my bolt action exploits, the little uh, miniature com- miniature making I've been engaging in at the moment. So look out for that. Yeah, there was a, a shout out. I don't know. Uh, there was a there was a guy. Well, we we always put a post up about our uh, on Twitter about what episodes are coming out, and it's always a thrill when you see people from you know many miles away, uh, you know, you know back it or give us a bit of a, a comment. I'm just trying yeah. to dig up. There was somebody who retweeted us, and I looked at who it was, and it was uh, someone from New York. So I'm just trying to find a shout out here. Where's my homepage? Mm. Andy. So we're probably not as active on the Twitters at this stage, but we're getting there. I think we're getting better at what we do at, at uh, oh, throw one making out there sure every, everyone every sees month. it. And, of course, uh, you know, the Seven Land Hand is out there on the Twitter feed, but you've also got mine. I, I'm Matt Seven Land Hand on Twitter, so uh, I always throw it back to Seven Land Hand uh, mm. when, I, when I can. So, yeah, we're out there. We're active. doesn't look like I'm going to be able to find it in a hurry. That's a shame. It was, it was nice to see someone. There was a guy from New York. Oh, no, look, there's a... Someone, someone who's liked our tweet. Look, she looks very attractive. Uh, it looks like she might be up for marriage, Matt. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Uh, well, I, well, I am like currently that? married, so I'm flattered. But yeah, uh, I wasn't just you. I, oh, well, back off. Oh, slow oh. down. There's there's about <laughs> six of people on the pod. You know, uh, pod team might be it's any probably of us who's interested. Keenan. <laughs> uh, oh, I found it. It's Professor Addy. Hey, man. Thanks for the retweet. He's in East Syracuse, New York. I imagine in Syracuse. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, Professor Addy, get in touch. Podcast7landhand.com. We'll send you out a badge and some fun stuff, maybe. Um, but yeah, that was, that was cool. That's always a buzz. Hmm. Um, that's about it. Uh, I've got nothing else. I, I think uh, it's yeah, onwards think- and forwards. Oh, what's coming up in uh, Magic? Yeah, I was going to say next fortnight, show 102, maybe we get Kai back. It was a bit of a, a 40 seconds of 40K with 40 Kai uh, drought uh, last month because uh, he, was, he was busy mm. doing the real thing at Good Games Cannington. So we, we missed him. Um, so he, he owes us about 80 seconds of 40K. <laughs> on his next, next one. Is on that going to be one. too much? Or maybe you should take 20 seconds away. Honestly, I don't Penalize him. Honestly, there's a reason why it's 40 seconds because we could just press go and he could go like that for hours yeah. and yeah, hours. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, so tune, tune into that for all of the, the hijinks of the magic show where really anything can happen and does. And it's on the video stream as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, where it will stay. Yeah, well, it'll stay. You're going to have a look at that, and there's all sorts of, uh, you know, Aaron and Kai do, uh, I don't even know what they call it, those like those Snapchat faces, you know, where they get the faces to ping up. <laughs> oh, yeah. they're duck faces, is that what they do? Or wolf faces or raccoon faces. Uh, there's lots of Aaron those, does. Those aren't just their normal faces? No, Aaron does kick flips in between the breaks that you don't, you know, when we're not recording, he just runs around the room doing kick flips. So that tickles your fancy. If you want a clue into as to what game we're going to be reviewing next... Oh, yeah. I look forward to the unboxing. Yeah, but that's going to be about uh, a week on Friday away, I'd say. Something like that. Yeah. yeah, sounds about right. All right. So we'll wrap it up. Keep you in suspense till then. Yeah. That's it. Uh, I'm going to go and, and take a journey. Take a jump. <laughs> I'm going to go take <laughs> no, a jump. Gonna take a journey through scenic uh, nighttime Bedfordale and uh, <laughs> on the way back home to Kenwick. 
which is a, a not as exciting a journey as um, Takedo to Edo. Mm. Uh, there's far less people on the road. I can stop him anytime, listener. All I got to do is press <laughs> stop and it's over. Should we just do it? I'm going to experience the panoramas of my kitchen and lounge room as I head towards my bedroom. Mm. <laughs> um, I'm going to go watch some more community. Ooh. I'm going to listen to some more Night Vale on the way home. I really want to make this the Alison Brady Network. Maybe the Charging Badger days are over. The we need Alice, a new badge. Your Alison Brie network. All Alison Brie. All Seven Land Hand. And then just Alison Brie on the badge. <laughs> just the name. <laughs> Let's so the, just change Seven the Land Hand, the logo. And then just under the logo, it says Alison Brie. Let's just change the name Look, to Alison Brie. If you're going to use the podcast as some sort of trippy fantasy <laughs> tool, then, you know, why not just make it the, the Seven Alison Brie show, you know? <laughs> Now Seven Alison Breeze. Seven of them. <laughs> yeah. That'd be great. You could have... Well, I don't know how many shows she's been in. There's the Mad Men, Alison Bree. There's the, the Glow. There's Community. And then there's all that other stuff she does. Oh, have you seen it? Oh, that was should have been my Wicked Geek. Oh, the last comment on this show is going to be the best comment. This is the hot tip for the week. Go Google Alison Bree freestyle rapping and just sit back and watch them all. <laughs> she's a genius. Oh, good night, everybody. Good night. Good night.